Super Talk Mississippi media production. What is Moondog? Moondog Makers and Bakers is not just a catering company. It's blended tradition with innovation and something familiar just done differently. To get a taste of what they're truly all about, you can order some awesome merch, crafted spice blends, or request catering for your very own event. MoondogMakersandBakers.com. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mama's on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, baby, what's going on today? Are you shopping? You waiting for it to quit raining? Maybe you got a football game on your mind or two. If you uh, happen to be tuned in this morning to supertalk.tv, I'll give you the thumbs up. So there you are. This is not the oldest shirt in the world, but close. (laughs) It only gets worn on very special occasions. Don't, Don't give it away. Don't talk about it. Somebody has to call who's watching it on TV and tell us. Now, that being said, there's no prize. There's just a, aren't you nice? And after all, the hospitality state, come on, we are the nicest people. We have to be. It's in our contract. Welcome to Weekend Gardening. Thank you so much. I know that this is one of those days. If you had some gardening to do in much of Mississippi, not all, but in much of Mississippi and quite a bit of Louisiana and some of Alabama, you might be staying in a little bit longer because it's a bit on the drippy side out there. That's not really a problem, though, because quite frankly, if we don't get some rain at this time of the year, we're in big trouble later on. Lots of gardening goes on, and there's not a storm to be worried about at the moment. Thank This is when we say thank our lucky stars that we are not in, oh, I don't know, Buffalo or any of those places. Unless you like all that, in which case you're probably there. So welcome in. Thank you for listening. We'll try and warm your heart today here on Weekend Gardening. My name's Nellie Neal. I'm known as your garden mama. The person that will answer the phone when you call, his name is Lance, but we're thinking of giving him an, a, a moniker. We're thinking of, of trying to pump that up just a little bit. It's not juicy enough. It, huh? Well, it's, not, it's, it's, not. it's just so appropriate for so many kinds of dancing, Lance. You know, yeah. there's lots of things that, that go with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I come from the world where Nellie rhymes with smelly belly and jelly. So you can imagine that my childhood was really not a lot of fun on some days. But Lance has better connotations. I like that it rhymes with dance. So we, we may end up just calling you dancer as if this was some sort of you know, Cockney rhyming slang. Well, I, can, I mean, it would not be wrong. I can I can cut a rug now. Well, see, there I'm you ready. have it. And, yeah. I, and I've never even seen you cut that rug. But this is the time of year, folks. If you um, are if you're attempting to go out and cut a rug, get someone to help you first. <laughs> so, at least get a good pair of shoes. Triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven is the phone number here. What is on your gardening mind today? Hmm. Hmm. Well. I'd love to hear from you. Of course, the Super Talk text line is the Ceasefire text line. I'm sorry, is available to you six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five, and we greatly thank them for that. Um, they have been filling my, you know, I'm a Ceasefire customer. I talk about that from time to time here. They've been filling my inbox with many, many, many very good offers that I'm having to consider seriously, folks. So. Please use the text line today so that we can be appreciative of them. I cannot get enough of the Sasanquas. 
They are blooming right now, and they are magnificent. Now, yes, Yuletide camellia and some of the others are starting to begin. The early season camellias are coming along. There are, of course, the japonicas, which are bigger individual flowers, each one that lasts a little bit longer. But the sasanquas, particularly the ones that, uh, that I'm admiring right now, do hold on pretty well, and they've got such gorgeous colors. Right now I'm looking at white doves, which is the mine no yuki, which is beautiful. It's one of the nifty sasanquas that is not a tree necessarily because it is a little bit wider than it is tall so you can see that you can let it form sort of a tree but it also makes a very beautiful draping um, plant coming out of a large container or on a a slope a slight slope where you just would like some nice bright color and you don't really want to fool with um, a, a big tree there you need a view perhaps and I have been enjoying it so so much it it's taking the first place in all things garden mama weekly this week y'all are being so nice to subscribe i need a lot more of you to subscribe so come on over mama on air at yahoo.com i'll give you all the information that you need for it you can go to patreon.com and also get it there slash guard patreon.com slash garden mama so there's information there too i am particularly festive this year I don't know exactly why, but it feels like December is upon us, and we may as well, you know, have a little fun. So um, my quote of the week this week for you comes from George Carlin, who is nothing, was nothing, if not fun, and continues to be, by the way, lots of fun. The main reason Santa Claus is so jolly is because he knows where all the bad girls live. Now, for those of you who think that's a terrible slam against bad girls or against George Carlin or against Santa Claus, it's none of those things. This is George Carlin's kind of humor, and it is the kind of humor that I grew up on. Um, The hippy-dippy weatherman is where I first encountered him, and he would give a weather forecast that was so close to right, it would frighten you, but it wasn't. It wasn't right. It was a joke. So that's, that's that kind of humor. Okay, okay. There are so many scientific studies that are revealed, so to speak, that are at least published and talked about in the latter part of the year. I am, I think they're always trying to make that list of the top 25. You know, it's like releasing movies in time to qualify for the Academy Awards. They want to be able to be the, the top science stories or the top tech stories or any of those things. I don't necessarily know that I know which one is the top, but I do appreciate very, very much that y'all are nice enough to let me know that you like this particular part of the program where I just kind of venture off and say, for example, oh, I don't know, the American Chemical Society has done this or that. Uh, in, in this particular case, last week I'm pretty sure we were talking here about the tattoos that they can put on you that will administer medicine, and so you would be able to take it and then just it's self-applied for example well now we've got another one we've got printable circuits that are not that are flexible enough to be put on pieces of fruit <laughs> so we're we're moving into a different world of technology i i have to say one of my most fun experiences lately has been someone nearly as old as me trying to explain to someone why they should point their telephone at something and get the information but it works <laughs> so went to my first restaurant with a menu like that not too long ago i don't get out much <laughs> you can tell you remember iron on decals though right if you if you don't 
I'm so sorry that you missed them because they were hilarious. All you had to do was get the paper that would go into your your laser printer. It, you know, obviously this is something that's done commercially, but at home you could get the laser printer paper there for a while, put it into the laser printer, and print out something which then could be with heat from an iron applied. If you had an iron applied to a T-shirt or a curtain or whatever you were doing, well, sometimes. If you ever see people that um, have been to a family reunion and the photograph is kind of pulling off of them, off their T-shirt, that's what that is. <laughs> These are iron-on decals. They don't last. They're not permanent. They don't wash well sometimes. But they were really fun. Um, now, though, this particular one is circuitry. And the method is being reported in the American Chemical Society Applied Materials and Interfaces. Love that. The ACS AMI. That's great. Sounds like something. I don't know what, but it sounds like it's a good acronym. It really does put them on anything. So obviously, for electronics, this has great implications. For any other kind of uh, in anything, really, that you want to talk about that has a circuit to it, everything from different kinds of cooking to different kinds of writing to different kinds of literally moving electricity and energy from one place to another. This is all going to work. This is so fun. I love that they're going to do that. Um, I, they, what they did, if they if the surfaces, the reason they were talking about putting them on fruit is because they might need to use a circuit on something that is not exactly flat. So the the texture and gradation on the the fruit allowed them to work with the flexible plastic to put the circuit on that it would still work through. That's really fun. Really good stuff. I, I don't expect that I'll be having an orange that I can put into my computer anytime soon. But when these things begin, we if we recognize that they're there, then we know how to look for them, and we may see something that we're not, perhaps not expecting quite as soon. Where is my mouse? Here it comes. It's coming over here now. There it goes. Taking has a mind of its own, like so many things. Um, I don't know why you would want to transplant an orchid right now, but if you want to, if you have a greenhouse and you have an orchid that has outgrown its container or broken it because its roots got so strong that they popped the clay pot that it was growing in, sure, you can do that right now. This is the perfect time, of course to dig something up in mama's yard and move it to your yard or to go to the garden center and buy all of the new shrubs that you want because you've got relatives coming for Christmas and you never did get around to the landscaping that you told them about two years ago. So (laughs) give yourself the opportunity to do some of these, these fun things that involve digging a plant up and putting it someplace else. I like that. We're, as we get the totals of things, and in December, a lot of times we end up with, for example, how much polar ice has melted or how much um, glaciers in Iceland or where, you know, Greenland have lost their size or whatever those, those summaries of the year's activity and work. A lot of time you'll get a report from Woods Hole in Massachusetts to reflect their surveys during the year of marine either good or bad. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad, but the results of their various research and and surveys and and looking at things closely, they'll give us a 
basically an abstract at the end of the year, just something that we can read and get the highlights from. I am particularly interested lately because I have seen so many really not friendly bits of information about what we're doing about plastic. Now, I don't know if it's because of all the environmental awards that are presented at this time of the year or what, but those stories are are everywhere. And one of the problems has always been, of course, that they don't degrade. And if we if we can't recycle them consciously or or or, or actively, then they end up taking up space in landfills or somewhere else and what we would like is for things to be able to be degraded in their own to rot just like carbon-based things do, okay? University of California, San Diego is <laughs> trying really hard. It's not going to just solve it to eliminate plastic grocery bags. They've tried that. There are microplastics in every hair product, just about, in, in every sort of, um, just so many things that, that no matter what we do, we end up measuring more rather than measuring less. And I really think it's very interesting that they've worked now to the point where their their total environment is the, the, the journal Science of the Total Environment. And this is very exciting. This material biodegrades in ocean water. Now, I don't know what salinity. I, I tried to find out exactly how salty it had to be so we could kind of replicate it someplace else, but I don't know the answer to that. Um, they are working on a plastic pollution problem, which is, of course, huge. So much plastic enters the water supply, the ocean, in a single year that it is it has been increasing, and we are seeing more and more. We're not, despite all of our talk about it, we're not doing less. We're actually doing more. So now we actually have names for things like the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, which is, of course, in between the currents and ends up where they sink and make this huge, I mean, huge amount of plastic. Uh, I laugh and say, well... Somebody called Kevin Costner. We obviously need Waterworld, but that is unfortunately not going to solve the problem. We can't just pull it up. We can't pull the piles of plastic up to the areas that are being sunk by rising sea levels and create more land. That That's not going to work, at least not right now. So being able to get it to degrade is very, very important. I'm glad to see them working on that. Glad to see them working on that. Well, now, one of the other things that I'm particularly crazy about, of course, is growing food. Y'all know this. You, you, I, I got to tell you, my own food garden right now is pretty limited. The early stuff from the summer planting has been eaten, and now I'm about down to onions and some herbs and things. But it's going to be very, very mild at my house this week, and with tops with cloches we can continue to grow vegetables even sow a few things in a mild week that will do well for us coming up i don't know exactly what i'm going to do but i do know that it won't involve any more onions now a big issue for researchers in plant growth and i am not really one i'm i I do a little bit of my own research but i don't set up trials and do the sorts of things that the university of illinois college of agriculture consumer and environmental services does sciences does rather the summer temperatures that are we are recording now that are higher than they have ever been affect almost everything and if you happen to be a lifelong corn breeder 
and you suddenly see that the the plant you have bred that has produced so well and done such great jobs in the market now it's it's just too literally it's too hot to grow so they're they're backing up sooner and sooner you know in 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 where I come from in South Louisiana we plant corn in little peat cups so that just the minute you can work the soil, you can get the corn out there and it's already started because it's going to heat up faster than the corn can grow if you don't. And it also is the, with that time and the warming also comes more bug problems. So the reality is that it's going to be more difficult and, and none of us want that to be something that leads us to not be able to do um, any of the, any of these things. So extreme temperatures, of course, when the corn is flowering, will not only influence the the pollen itself, its viability, but also its availability. And the availability of the fertilizer that you've provided for the plant is also changed in, in temperature changes. And that can sometimes lead to the corn just giving it up. And you don't actually get kernels. You get the, the, the remains of what would have been the kernel, but it never develops. Okay. So these are all things that are being studied, and I'm glad to hear it myself. <laughs> Very, very happy. Yes, that's one of the things I've been reading. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, indeed, you're right. Interesting stuff. Thanks for, for weighing that in. Very, very much. Well, you know, it wouldn't be December if we didn't have a little music for it. The dancer over here has obviously started, and I've got to tell you, if you can keep your feet still, if you can keep your hands from clapping... If you can keep from smiling, you have not seen this movie. Stick around. This is Weekend Gardening. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. 95. Here's how to Welcome back to Doghouse Living. We're talking with Bob and Jenny. So what's next with your doghouse? Well, we're going to put on an addition. We've got a litter on the way. And I don't know where we're going to put all of them. Be careful, Bob. You're already in hot water for not calling 811. You don't want to get busted for littering. Folks, stay out of the doghouse. Call 811 before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero ESISupply.net. It's not if you're going to have a spill at your business or workplace, it's when. ESISupply.net. Exorbent pads by the bundle or roll. ESISupply.net. Socknet boom products, oil gator, oil dry spill kits, and much more. ESISupply.net. 
Take it from Scary Gary. If it can spill, it's gonna. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910 or online at ESISupply.net. What's the best product I bought this year? Oh, that's easy. Salon Pos Pain Relieving Patches. The proven medicines in Salon Pos Patches reduce my pain and let me do the things I need to do every day. In a recent clinical study, patients using Salon Pos reported improved sleep, mood, and the ability to work. They had less pain and were able to reduce their use of oral pain medications. For pain, I use Salon Pos. It's good medicine. He sent me to... Muskelly Furniture, homegrown and locally owned since 1978. We're committed to this community where our team members live and our customers are neighbors. It's also where a lot of our furniture is made. We carry more brands made in our state than any other retailer in the Southeast. Look for the Made in Mississippi tags throughout our store. You'll find quality products that support local Mississippi companies. At Muskelly's, we look forward to furnishing happiness for many years to come. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again! If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. Network wants you to start your day off right by speaking up against bullying. People can be bullied for all kinds of things. Who they are, where they're from, what they look like, or what they believe. That's called identity-based bullying. If you see a student being bullied, be supportive. Ask if they're okay and invite them to join you. You can be an ally and make a friend. Friendship. Visit StopBullyingSpeakUp.com and redraw your world without bullying. Hey guys, under 35, are you getting a little thin on top? Sure, you can shave your head, but let's face it, unless you're built like The Rock, bald really is not all that beautiful. Well, there's some good news. Today, losing your hair is a choice. I'm Dr. Michael Konoski at Mississippi Hair Restoration in Metro Jackson. Our new, affordable, non-surgical, in-office treatments stop loss and regrow your hair. So fight back. The sooner you start, the less you have to lose. See our results at StopHairLossMS.com. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. Thank you very much for putting us in your ear today. Let's go to the phone now, if we can, please, sir, and talk to James in DeKalb. What's up, sir? Yes, um, I got a cactus from one of my friends. I don't know what type it is. And the guy that answered the phone for you today, he told me that he had one, too. But is it a good time to move cactuses right now or not? What kind of cactus is this that y'all are talking about? I don't exactly know. What is it a hardy cactus that gr- is it is it a hardy cactus that grows outdoors? How about that? 
Yes, it is. Okay. In that case, it's a perennial of some sort, a perennial plant, and if your soil is in good shape and you need to dig that thing up and plant it somewhere else, you should go ahead and do that. We're doing that with irises and, oh gosh, all kinds of perennial plants and and shrubs as well. Okay. okay, well, I just didn't know if it was okay to do that yep. or not. It, I, don't, I don't know what you have, but if it's something that's growing outdoors in the soil, yes, you can certainly dig it up and, and put it someplace else if you want to. No problem. Thank you, James. Okay, Good to hear from you. you today. Good to hear from you. I'm learning things today. I'm learning. I've got new... Uh, I've got new words coming in today. This is very fun. There's all sorts of stuff that people have been studying that I'm getting a chance to look at. The main thing, though, i got to tell you, when we go to talk about digging plants up, transplanting them, whether it's from a container into your garden or it's something that, you know, Aunt Maud said, you can have this, but you got to come dig it up. <laughs> when we do that... The thing you want to make sure about, first of all, is that your shovel is sharp. The reason that you want your shovel to be sharp is because it makes it so much easier for you to do these things, all right? This is not, you know, this is not me being, I'm not trying to tell you anything other than the best way to get things done. And in this case, it is, in fact, a sharp shovel. You also need gloves. Why do you need gloves? Because the shovel handle, I don't care what it's made out of, is going to wear your hands out. So give yourself a little bit of protection. And prepare the soil where you're going to put this new plant or this moved plant. Prepare that soil first. Okay? That gives you the opportunity, regardless of maybe changes in the weather to be wet one day and dry the next and showers now and not then all those kinds of issues that are coming up at this time of year that gives you the opportunity to take advantage of them do the soil prep then on the day that you're ready dig the other one up and replant it where you want it to be it's also true that we're a lot of us are yanking out uh, I, I drove past one of my very favorite garden sites this morning on my way in and I could see that they have just about pretty much they have harvested everything in there from the flowers to the vegetables to some of the dill and other things that that were growing in that bed and some of the rest of it looks kind of fried but probably will come back things like perennial herbs that are there but when you do pull all those sorts of things out if you're not going right back in and planting this is a great time to put to use whatever seeds you might have left over from something. Maybe you liked it, maybe you didn't like it, maybe it's this and that, this and that. But you have the opportunity to put out some seeds that will then sprout when they're a couple of inches tall. Whatever the seed is, you can turn them under. That is a source of green manure. That is a really good way to enrich the bed and gives you the opportunity to have, frankly, Fewer seeds in the drawer. <laughs> and if you're like me, that's always a good thing. Always a good thing. Let's see. Um, Pat wants to buy a lemon tree. And when and where should it be planted? Depending on where you live, if you are like me, north of Hattiesburg, I'm going to plant it in a container. It is uh, my only rolling 
plant saucer is the one that my my citrus tree, my lemon tree, sits on, so that I can roll it in and out of the house without killing myself. And uh, as far as where to get it, this is really the time most of the local independent garden centers are going to have citrus in December, citrus trees in December, because they do make beautiful gifts. So give yourself the opportunity to visit your local independently owned garden center and talk to them about it. I would prefer that you buy um, a tree, in this case, locally, simply because it will have been grown somewhere within a few hundred miles of, of your home, as opposed to needing to come to you from, say, Florida or California. Those trees are fine, but they're going to be much smaller, and they're going to cost a lot more because of shipping. But they also may or may not be the variety that you're looking for. And in the case of lemons, most of us here grow Meyer lemons. Some of us grow Ponderosas. Um, it just really depends on what kind of lemon you like. But they will be locally available. Okay? Okay. Thank you for that question. That's on the C Spire text line where you can pop in, too, 601-879-4395. I, 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 I was not intending to be a robot person. I, I, I keep telling you, all I really want is Rosie the robot from the Jetsons to come clean my house, iron my clothes. I know that sounds very posh in some ways, but those are not my favorite things to do. I have a lot of other things that can. I don't just sit around and pretend like I'm cleaning. If I'm cleaning, I'm cleaning, but I'd really like Rosie to be there for me. <laughs> oh, of course. That was, I mean, that that set the tone when you were a kid for expectations. You know, like, oh, I, well, sure. Flying cars. Everywhere. Yeah. And cars. And, you know, I was listening to something coming back uh, from Vicksburg yesterday, and they were talking on, uh, on our wonderful station. It was so informative about, uh, they had the uh, the Farm Bureau guys, and they were on, on location, and they're sitting in front of a million-dollar combine-style uh, machine that goes through each row and instead of you having to broadcast spray pesticides the the machine the combine can go through there and, and find any weed even if it is just barely sprouted isolate the spray and hit it and it's all basically automated it said it never misses and so you know we're getting there and, yes. and that kind of goes back to the corn yeah but it, it, at the same time you know we're getting there and it's just a matter of how long do we have to wait to get these wonderful technology tools to make our life a little easier back when um i was a young horticulturist i found out that people who lived in particular parts of California where I were, I lived that it was a little bit too warm for lily of the valley would plant the bulbs in containers and then ice the containers to create the illusion for the plant so that they could bloom for weddings or for particular events. I thought that was just crazy. And recently I have read about the idea of cold water being applied to some planting areas, which we've always, we well, the, the 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 classic horticulture is wait till the soil warms up to plant whatever that is, you know, or wait till it's dry, or wait 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 for something instead of just go out there and put cold water on, put the ice on those lily of the valley, put the do that thing to chill it, and it 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 harkens us a study that one of my mentors did in Texas 
planting various different varieties of lavender in increasingly deeper pots of marble chips because it would be able it's easier to keep that cool and the theory in her work was that the roots being hot was what kept the lavender from growing and blooming and it did in fact work for some varieties but those are the sorts of things that you somebody does it and you think you're reading a science fiction book or you think you're reading fantasy or something and yet well, it turns out that they really do put ice on things, so okay, let's go try this. And, and, and those are the sorts of things that really the citizen scientists, all of whom are gardeners, go out in their yard and do. And somebody's going to come up with something. It'll either be a polymer that can be left frozen, you know, to cool the temperature around the base of the plants, because there are things that won't sprout at the right time now because of the temperatures. So it's just a lot of really interesting work. I, I, I want to see that combine. I like that. No, it's a, and, you know, for someone who's follicularly challenged like myself, you know, they, they, they <laughs> There's say, a good word. Yeah, they, uh, they say, um, you know, cold water. You know, is as cold as you can stand it. You know, on your head. And I've over the many years, I'll I'll take the hottest shower, but then you know, I'll put my head under the coldest water that you can. And it is a, it's definitely a stimulating. It'll effect. shock your brain if and nothing it, else. It, yeah, exactly. You <laughs> freeze your brain. You get brain. But in the winter, man, that's the real challenge. You know, pulling that off in the winter. Good luck, Ray and Clinton says. Do you know that the Jetsons was the first syndicated television show broadcasting color on ABC? I'm not surprised. <laughs> I did not know that, but I'm not surprised. Um, just, you know, George Jetson, come on. Spacely Sprockets. All that stuff. Yeah. That was fun. I, I have to admit that if I could only watch one, it would be Rocky and Bullwinkle. Oh, of course. Because now I think I would get the jokes that my parents laughed at. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> well, that, yeah, it was the American dad and family guy of its time. Uh, it, it really, I loved Rocky and Bullwinkle and the jokes and the pranks and you know, just the hijinks uh, were, were so much fun. There's good news for all of you who are tired of us old people saying, what, when you speak to us. The, um, the, in fact, there's three different sto- stories about this new – you understand that we now are not going to necessarily have to go to the – you still need to go and have your ears checked, quote-unquote. You need to go have that test done so that you know whether you actually need hearing assistance or whether you have wax buildup in your ear or whether you have some other problem that is causing you to not be able to understand or to speak loud enough for people to hear or whatever your particular problem might be. But the good news is that the wireless earphones, the low-cost earbuds and all this, these things that we're talking about, the result could really help a whole lot of people. They're, it's not going to help people with deep hearing loss. That's not what they're talking about. But they're talking about, huh, what did you say? And the people, you go to the house and their their television is up past 11, you know, it's way up because they can't hear from across the room. Well, I have to say, over the years, I have noticed that one of my ears has better hearing than the other. And I don't know why that is, and I've, I've had it that people have said, yes, that's true, you do. You have, you know, one, hear, one ear hears better. They're both okay, but one is just very good, and the other one's okay. 
That was the one you were so, standing too close to the subwoofers while you were out partying. I think it was the subwoofers. Yeah. <laughs> I think it, well, I think it may have been all the equipment that I hauled and then had to stand up and test. Well, you know, my, my thing is... Setting up stages. I get... Uh, Carrie all the time said, you know, she'll say, well, did you did you hear me? I said, oh, I heard you, and I just don't think I was paying great attention. So the, the, Now, we're not talking about selective hearing. <laughs> the province of men worldwide, all right? That is, that is one of those wonderful... I just... And until I really didn't think that was true, I am one of the least sexist people in the world because I really do think that men and women, there, there may be things that lean in the direction of women's behavior and things that lean in the direction of men's behavior, but there's a whole lot in the middle, okay? Then I had a boy and a girl child. And I can tell you that selective hearing is the province of males. <laughs> No offense, kids. We just got so many, you know, groundbreaking, so many exciting and ideas things. going through your head. Yeah, that you can't remember. Pick up your socks if I say that. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm, sure. Anyway, they don't need the the wireless earbuds that, to hear me better. But I will say that newborn hearing screening is one of those things that doesn't happen everywhere. And it the, the this whole business of using the low-cost systems to help with that, just to give you the idea of whether or not you need to go do something else about it, is very important. They're screened at, at newborn. That's part of the traditional stuff. But over the next period of time, and in other countries, it doesn't necessarily happen. University of Washington researchers has created a new hearing screening system, and it uses, yes, the smartphone and the earbuds so to to help you it, it's a particular way of testing with to help you understand what the child is either hearing or not hearing when an external sound is played of course um, you know the the test the mechanics of your ear is how they have to do it because the baby can't say I can hear that they're not gonna raise their hand you know like we do so it's very exciting um, the hair cells in the ear believe it or not vibrate and create either one tone or another or the third tone if they're able to hear both sounds. Anyway, it's just it's just it's interesting. It's one of the things that we can appreciate so much having technology that will make this. It's kind of like the the story from last week which is still maybe my story of the year that we can now do looking into the microscope virtually. I just love that. Well, I wonder what this turned out to be. <laughs> I think I better keep talking because we don't know what this is. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to keep talking so we don't offend anybody with whatever this might have been that popped in here. Our, our computer doesn't always listen to our instructions. <laughs> Even though we make our instructions, they don't necessarily hear it. Here's one for you, my friends. There's a rechargeable, remote-control, cyborg... Cockroach. Yes, that's right. And I did put in an extra syllable because I think it's a funny word. An international team led by the Riken Cluster for Pioneering Research has engineered this system that has a tiny wireless control module with a rechargeable battery attached to a solar cell. Now, why in the world would you want to do this? To prove that you can do this and prove that you can also allow that insect to continue to move freely. Flexible electronics, my friends. Beautiful, beautiful little journal that we hardly ever use uh, use anything from. But we're trying to do part insect, part machine. To help inspect hazardous cargo, for example. Hmm, I like it. All right, now, I think it's time for me to say bye.
Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Dream Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> The new degree of comfort. Garden Mama here. Lakeland Yard and Garden Center has the freshest of Fraser fir Christmas trees to choose from in all sizes. Bring your stand and they'll even mount your tree free of charge. Add good cheer to your home with Lakeland Yard and Gardens poinsettias, live greenery roping and wreaths in multiple sizes. Choose from their many great gifts, Christmas decorations, Christopher Radko and Old World Christmas ornaments. Visit Lakeland Yard and Garden this holiday season. They are grow-ho-hoing your way. Lakeland Drive at Airport Road. Today on Hey Culligan, reverse to reduce. Here's Bob. Hey Culligan, I love fresh water, but I got plastic bottles coming out. Whoa, there. Bob, you are not kidding about the bottles. But did you know Culligan's reverse osmosis and always-on drinking water systems provide fresh, clean, delicious drinking water and help reduce the equivalent of over 15 billion plastic bottles from landfills worldwide? Holy fresh, <laughs> environmentally friendly drinking water. Am I right? Right, Bob. And we're already on the way. Let us help you out with free in-home water tests from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the Metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. So how do you know if you have hail damage? Not all roof damage can be spotted from the ground. Gallo here from Experience Believe Me. You need a pro that you can trust to give you an honest assessment of your roof. There's no better team than Watkins Construction and Roofing. You can trust them to give you an honest evaluation. The Watkins team will answer your call 24-7 and give you a complimentary roof inspection and estimate. We'll count on them to get back with you as fast as the next business day. Financing is available. Count on the pros. Watkins, 601-966-8233. You already know that Madison Cellars is Madison's favorite place to buy wine and spirits since 1988. On Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center, Madison Cellars has a hometown feel with a big city selection. Do you have a question about which wine to serve with a certain dish? Call 601-856-0931 and let their knowledgeable staff help you find the perfect match. Find out more at madisoncellars.net or stop by today. Madison Cellars on Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center. of dancing <laughs> welcome into weekend gardening we do chair dancing here we occasionally jump up on the desk you know it's just hard to resist 
a little a little good tune. Thank you, Andrea. I will uh, I will look for that tune. <laughs> y'all are y'all are good. And yes, there is in fact um, new music coming, probably the beginning of the year. Which reminds me to tell you that the classes for cut flower growing will also begin after the first of the year, um, which I'm very happy about because. This week's weather, again, is going to be great for planting and, and gardening, and our farmers and whatnot are going to be busy. So we will be, quite frankly, having lots of work and lots of good sleep. Yep, that's right. Did you know that when you sleep, one of your brain regions teaches the other, or another, a different one? Um, the question of why we sleep and the question of hearing us sleep and all of these, you know, how we do that, and what happens when we're asleep has led to so many studies and so many points of view over the years. Neuroscientists have found now that they're using a model. They're not, you know, cutting anybody's brain open. But they have found that as the brain goes from REM sleep to slow wave cycles, the hippocampus is actually what it is that, you know, that's where a lot of stuff is stored short term. And that short-term memory then becomes long-term memory during this part of sleep when REM is converting and slow-wave sleep cycles are, are changing. This goes into the neocortex. That's why when brain injuries are, when, when they happen, whether it's something like a stroke or whether it's a, a, you know, a car accident or unfortunately a gunshot or anything else that happens to your head, um, that's, that's, it's important, first of all, for them to find out where the hurt is before we can come up with a plan to help you put some of those things back together. The brain has remarkable regenerative capacity, not infinite, you know, but there's an awful lot that can come back together when we get a good cycle going. And part of that involves sleep. One of the things that happens to, for example, to to people who have had a, a head injury is that their sleep cycles get all thrown off. And that in and of itself, according to this particular study from the University of Pennsylvania, can work against the rehabilitation. So if you are in if you're a person who is already in a pattern of, of good sleep, your memories are being stored the way they should be and converted into long term in the way that they should be. The learning happens when that transfer is made. The learning happens when they go out of your you know, out of your shopping basket and into your cabinet, so to speak, you know, when they're, when you're moving them from one place of yours to the other. Um, I, this, you know that there's a word, and now I can't remember what the word is, but there's a word for when we turn a noun into a verb. We do that so much in English. We talk about adulting. We, we say, I'm going to hand you this. When we're, you know, your hand is this thing that you're using to move one thing to another thing. But we, we there's there's words for these things, and in this case, you encode new experiences while you're awake, which means, of course, that you take them in. But encode is a wonderful way of expressing that because it is that that, that is true. It's a data phrase, and you're 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 coding, you're encoding what you see around you, what you're reading, what you're observing, what you're doing, and then you go to sleep. And you wake up, and the memory has somehow been transformed. Now we know that it's from the hippocampus to the neocortex. That's really interesting. Well, you know, it, 
dreams are so wonderful and crazy. Oh, if, sometimes. Yeah, you would think uh, with all of that downloading going on, maybe that's <laughs> when we have our our most vivid dreams. Like you know, the, the brain puts on a movie because it's got you know hours of downloading today's information. But you it's know, that's ex- extremely interesting because I'll dream so vividly, like you know, fighting a cheetah, and you wake up and you're like, man, where, did, did that really happen? But maybe I just learned no. a lot. That yeah. Day. Yeah. yeah, fortunately, it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that was the day of, I just input lots of data in my in my brain and it's mm-hmm. downloading it you had to go to a different um, level to be able to cope with all that or maybe you didn't like downloading all that information and you saw it as a cheetah there's no i mean there's people that will interpret these things for you um okay here goes my my most recurrent dream in my life does not happen very often but it has happened my entire life and that is where i'm at an event in a fairly nice but you know not not overly fancy, but very nice room. Lots of people, music, food, waiters, you know, stand-up stand kind of event. And I open the door to go into the hall, apparently either to use the restroom or to exit or to do something. It depends on what, what dream it is, what I'm about to do. And I walk out into the hall, and the hall becomes the hall of the ugliest elementary school I ever saw in my life, and there's things chasing me. So I have always taken that to be, you have to be careful and watch where you are, because you know, it could be wonderful now, and on the other side of the door, it might not be. I don't, I don't really know what the dream people would say about that, but that's been mine, is that I'm, everything's fine, and then I go through the wrong door, and everything's chasing me. So I had one that it would repeat here and there, and it was always like this 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 horde of, of crabs, like, you know, snow See? crabs, because mm-hmm. I love eating, you know, Alaska. And they're coming after and they, you. Yeah, I'd yeah. wake up in this panic, like, all these crabs are I don't know if that's after I just, you know, gorged myself on an all-you-can-eat crab leg buffet or what, but that's one that I can tell you, I've had many times I wake up, just crabs, crabs are Isn't coming. No, it is. It's crazy. And, of course, one of the big problems in our changing environment is that the snow crabs have disappeared. They've all gone to your dreams. But the 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 harvesters, the fishermen, the people who provide those crab legs are in a world of hurt because they have either due to temperature changes or the depth at which the temperature is correct. There's a couple of different theories about what's going on here. Um, they, they've migrated to different places that are not accessible to the fishermen. So interesting stuff. Yeah, I, um, I, I, I really like the, the dream world, but I don't like being awakened in the midst of one. That's disconcerting for me. Some people don't care. Some people say, yeah, it doesn't matter. But one of the reasons I don't like alarm clocks is because that dream tends to be happening right at the time when I'm supposed to be getting up. <laughs> the alarm clock goes off. There's a lot of work this year um, in in terms of color in your garden. I, I wrote a book about it a few years ago. And I learned a lot of stuff, but this year there's been a lot of other work in what you're going to put into your garden and how you're going to use it and how it's going to make you feel. What I am seeing, and this goes straight to the Pantone color of the year for next year, which has just been announced. (laughs) And there's already, there's so much controversy about Pantone's color of the year, and they don't care. They just name it and claim it. And the rest of us have to adjust. This is called Viva Magenta. Doesn't really look like it. Doesn't look like the magentas that we all know. It's a much brighter color. But anyway, the 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 idea is that we're going to use the colors in our homes, in our clothing, in our gardens, in our 
paint, you know, everything that we we discovered during the pandemic that we do like to be surrounded by a bit more colorful things. The, the pattern or the palette, I should say, for, for house painting was off-white for years and years, and we've gotten back around to the idea that at least one wall might be nice to paint, you know. <laughs> you know, and that kind of color, it won't be magenta at my house, but maybe a different shade of purple. We'll see. Uh, Larry in Jackson says he plays golf in his sleep. Never played it in life. Think about that, folks. What do you do in your sleep that you in your dreams that you've never done in the real world? What does that tell you? Gosh, I don't know, but I do know that we won't be away for long. So stick around. This is weekend gardening. Don't you worry about a thing. From the ground up, from the grassroots. That's how we began in 1922, and that's how we do things today. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation celebrates 100 years in 2022. 100 years of farming, ranching, and supporting our 180,000 member families. From our state capital in Jackson to our nation's capital in Washington, D.C. Creating policy, advocating for a better way of life for all Mississippi. We've been there through the tough times when Hurricane Katrina blew ashore. There is extensive damage on U.S. 90. Triumphant times, winning the right to vote to protect private property rights for Mississippians. We introduced benefits like our insurance in the 1940s and fought to stretch broadband internet service from DeSoto County to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. So, from the ground up, not just a farm organization, 100 years of strengthening our families, our communities, and our state. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years of faith, family, and Farm Bureau. Guys, have Viagra and Cialis let you down? It can get you to the point where you think your best days are behind you. Well, think again. If you suffer from any type of erectile dysfunction, regardless of your age or medical history, Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland can help. Their treatment options work without pain, needles, surgery, or medications, and no downtime using the latest proven technology. Call 601-944-5585 or visit InnovativeHealthClinic.net for an appointment today. Attention. Per the current government mandate, U.S.-based insurers are now required to cover at-home COVID testing kits with no out-of-pocket fees to you. If you have a current insurance plan, you are eligible to receive up to eight COVID-19 tests shipped to you each month absolutely free. As long as the government mandate is in effect, just visit testkitforfree.com to register now from the comfort of your own home. That's testkitforfree.com to receive your tests shipped to you at no cost. Go to testkitforfree.com today. Paid for by Tiro Health. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pro. 601-345-8090. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. So far, attempts to extend coverage for postpartum women under Medicaid for up to 12 months has failed, but Senator Josh Harkins expects more debate on the issue in the upcoming session. Extending coverage is not expanding. I mean, these are people that are already on 
uh, on Medicaid for pregnancy and extending the, the services to 12 months. I think just about every state around us does that uh, to an extent. I think Texas may do it six months. My understanding is that the, the cost was about five to seven million dollars. Uh, but the savings on, uh, you know, the services that won't have to occur because you're prepared uh, on the front end to take care of some of these issues, uh, you know, there's savings on the back end of it. So I think that that's one of the questions that will get fleshed out. The 2023 legislative session gets underway in January. For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm. This is Jake Mangum, player for the New York Mets organization and former Mississippi State Bulldog. I've been a loyal Farm Bureau customer for years now. Why? It's simple. Because since day one, Farm Bureau has provided me with exceptional customer service and competitive insurance rates. They work hard for my business and they'll work hard for yours. If you aren't already on the team, it's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. This just in, beginning November 20th, 2022, Mississippi Lottery players may win 5 to 250 times their wager by picking one number from a field of 15 in a new game named Cash Pop. Players pick numbers, call pots. In fact, players can choose one or all 15 numbers. Have these people lost their minds? Cash Pop prize amounts are randomly assigned and appear on tickets just below each pot. It's kind of neat. Cash Pop is fun, easy, and draws twice daily. Seriously? In other Mississippi Lottery news, have fun, y'all. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Some parents are struggling to find antibiotics for their children amid a shortage. Fox's Grady Trimble reports. There should be lots of different options in terms of children's Tylenol and Motrin. Those are unavailable too. Falik Rehan is the pharmacist in charge here. It's been your job to sort of deal with the patients who need a prescription filled and you just don't have it. Uh, it's amoxicillin, it's some other uh, prescriptions as well, antibiotics. How are you dealing with this? Uh, we need to either um, tell the patients to um, search around different pharmacies um, or have their doctor prescribe something different that's similar in the same class or in a different class that's going to be effective for their illness. It's got to be frustrating. Johnson & Johnson says the increased demand has made some products unavailable, but they deny the suggestion that there's an overall shortage of children's Tylenol and other medications. I'm Kelly Bennett. Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. It's championship Saturday in the Southeastern Conference championship game. It's LSU versus Georgia. The last two times that LSU has made it to the championship game, it's been against Georgia, and the Tigers were winners in 2019 and in 2011. Georgia is making their second straight trip to the championship game, having lost to Alabama last year. Jackson State will be hosting the SWAC championship game this afternoon at 3 o'clock. When they take on Southern University, the Tigers finished their first 11-0 regular season and their second straight 8-0 SWAC season as well. Kickoff is set for 3 o'clock at Mississippi Veterans Memorial Stadium. And then, of course, tomorrow, the bowl bids will be announced after the college football playoff has been set. Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and Southern Miss are all expecting to receive bowl bids when the announcements come out tomorrow. This is Sports Mississippi. You know that 
Nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. Are customers able to find you online? With the power of Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital, you can reach potential customers and get more referral and repeat business. Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. This is Ernie Johnson Jr. Sports is about overcoming obstacles. And college coaches work hard to help young men overcome Duchenne muscular dystrophy. It's called Coach to Cure MD and you can help. Text the word CURE to 501-501 to donate $25 on your next mobile phone bill. Or go online to coachtocuremd.org. Text the word CURE to 501-501. Help coaches cure MD. Brought to you by the American Football Coaches Association. The Junior College National Playoffs are today and tomorrow. Today will be the number one seed Hutchinson, Kansas Blue Dragons, taking on the number four Coffeyville, who is also out of Kansas. The Red Ravens are eight and two, while Hutchinson finished ten and zero in the regular season, and they will kick off at two o'clock this afternoon at Hutchinson, Kansas, and then. The number two Northwest Rangers will host the number three Iowa Western Reavers, and that will be at Ranger Stadium on Sunday at Bobby Franklin Field in Sinatobia. Kickoff is set for 5 o'clock Sunday, and that one, the Rangers finished the regular season at 10 and 1, while the Reavers finished the regular season 8 and 2. The winners of the semifinal games today and tomorrow will go on to the national championship game in Little Rock, Arkansas next week. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports, Mississippi. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the Empress of Everything Green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello. Hello, baby. What's going on today? Oh, my goodness. If you like marching bands and you like the hubbub of a championship-type weekend um, all about, this is this is for you. There, there, there are lots and lots going on um, for those of you who are kind enough to appreciate my alma mater. You'll know that I've, I'm kind of excited. But the good news is we're all gardeners. So let's we we will be there we will be there today and be there always. But at the same time, we also have the opportunity to have the chance to say to each other, "What are you growing over there?" Um, in my case, I know an awful lot of horticulturists from Georgia, and an awful lot of horticulturists from Louisiana. They're all really good. Now we just have to see which football team is better today. <laughs> oh my goodness. I had no idea that ants had been around for more than 30 million years. Now, I I can see how they would be, all right, makes sense, because that's one of those creatures that takes apart other things. And we have to have those in order for the world to proceed. The New Jersey Institute of Technology gets so little attention here that I wanted to make sure that I brought this program to you, this story to you here on the program, rather, there's a nomadic lifestyle, of course, with about army ants, and they have ravenous appetites. 
we understand that uh, the Dorlinier family of ants are never satisfied. They have managed to make it to just about. They've not. They're not at the North Pole, but hang on, it's coming. But they've been just about everywhere. The idea, though, that they're they've never been in Europe because they're not there now is just not true. Indeed, they have found uh, this this amazing fossil, really pretty thing, actually, Baltic amber. Now. Y'all know how fond I am of Baltic amber. It it is not only beautiful, the color of it is particularly rich and and gorgeous, but because so many things have been trapped in it over the years, that gives us the opportunity to study them and what they looked like. And in this case, if you want to give someone a piece of jewelry that's going to last literally forever, you might consider Baltic amber because this Baltic amber has been the living hiding preservation space of this particular 35 million year old fossil army ant. Good heavens. All right, now this is the first army ant fossil recovered from the eastern hemisphere and in fact, the this one the, the this is one that has no eyes. It's been it was it's named uh, the Perseus named after the mythical Greek hero Perseus. Um if you don't know that particular story, go read it. It's a good one. It, it has to do with overcoming incredible disabilities to fight a tremendous, powerful adversary in the form of Medusa. But at any rate, um, they just had no idea. They thought that these things were not in Europe. And we are so, we are so time and human-centric that we actually believe that we know these things. And then we find this other one. It wasn't even out in the world, my friends. It was, in fact, at Harvard. Yep, the Museum of Comparative Zoology. There for 100 years, there's drawers and drawers and drawers of insect fossils there. And they, the, this particular researcher was gathering information for a project on ants, but a different ant. Found this fossil and went, well, this isn't what it says on the label. So anyway, that's how these things work. If you ever have the chance to go, um, there, there's also another museum. This, this is a magnificent museum when they have displays. They don't always. But there's another one of glass at Harvard. And the glass is the, the way that they made specimens of plants to study. So there are literally botanical reproductions of plants in glass. It's one of the most impressive things I've ever seen in my life. But But it is part of the idea that if we're going to research things and do it sustainably, we have to give it the give them the opportunity to last forever. And in the case of Baltic amber, I think that's turned out to be true too. Pretty interesting stuff. I had a surprise in my garden this week. Um, you may have had one. I'd love to hear about it. Triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven. The ceasefire text line six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five. I have a bad tendency of planting stuff in little cells, and the the plants that come up, I come up and I transplant them out, and the other ones I take the soil and dump it in and recycle it and make something else out of it. Well, sometime last year, and I don't mean earlier in 2022, I mean sometime in 2021, if not 2020, but probably 2021, I planted a flat of parsley. I do that a lot. And I, generally speaking, plant three seeds in a cell 
that's that's tiny so that then I can lift it out and move them into a pot or put them in a bed or wherever they're going to go, give them to somebody. Well, in this particular case, I remember clearly that I planted a a, 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 a six by eight little small flat goes under my over goes over under my extra light that I have in the house. And it was a very small box, but there were 24 cells in this particular piece. And only four of them came up, which I thought was odd because it was not old seed, and generally I do the same things. So I, I took out the four that sprouted whenever that was. Pretty sure it was 2020, but may have been 2021. And put the flat down underneath the, the bench, thinking I would dump it into the next batch of potting mix that I made. Well, something else happened, and it, something got laid on top of it. It's been there for more than a year in that happy little spot under the bench. And when I went to clean out in there this last couple of weeks ago, I was very happy to see that it was still there. So before I dumped it, I set it up on the top of the bench. These are the things that happen to you when you're a gardener. Something else caught my attention, and I went over and dealt with that. Well, a few days later, I noticed that there was something trying to sprout in this truly ancient planting. Well, there you have it. I've got two new parsley plants that came up in this flat. I'm really glad I didn't dump them because I can always use another parsley plant, you know. I eat a lot of parsley. I give away a lot of parsley. And I was very, very happy about it. This is uh, it's one of those things that I'm, I, I'm, I'm sorry that I was late taking care of my stuff, but I'm glad I ended up not doing anything with it. Um, did you know that fried deep-fried parsley is a thing? Yeah, it is. I had it in a restaurant once in the Midwest. It's pretty fun stuff. Had no idea, but I do think that I have come to the conclusion that I like flat parsley, flat leaf parsley, better than curly leaf parsley. But for those who say that curly leaf parsley is the only one, I understand why you say that. It is. There, there's, there's a pack of flavor in it that is different from flat parsley. I get that. Let's see. Um, oh, Harrison County, Jody, welcome into the program. Thank you for calling today. What's on your mind? Oh, Miss Nelly, this is Jody. I, uh, I've been doing some research. I'm trying to clear some more land for more pasturage. Mm-hmm. So I could put some goats and, uh, and, and uh, cows on my land. And I, I've seen certain videos. I think it's called Opti Pasturing uh, or Pasturage. And they're leaving a lot of trees in their pasture. Mm-hmm. And they said it's actually increasing the amount of foliage for the animals, and it gives them uh, a cool place during the summertime so they actually get fatter and healthier. Um, do you know anything about that? And here's my real question. If so, I've got a lot of pine trees, and about 10% of my trees are hardwoods, various different types. Mm-hmm. What would the spacing be? I mean, how how clear would I need to make that uh, to to get enough grass for the animals and still, you know, I, mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. willing to sell my pine trees. I just don't I don't mm-hmm. want to necessarily, but I'm willing to. I think you're Any on. The, I think you are on the right track. Yes, the reason that um, the the reason that people are going to Forested farms is one of the words. That's, there's, a, there's several different terms for this, but the idea being that our previous plan that we had to clear everything out and we, you know, we had to, to plant a clean slate, so to speak, has given way to the reality of the fact that 
the cows and the goats, yes, need pasture, but they also need some shade and some protection. And excuse me, and the fact that keeping all that stuff cleared out in an environment like yours on the coast or even mine, is it's impossible to keep the trees from sprouting. So in places where things don't grow so rampantly, they're actually planting trees at 20 or 30 foot spacings in in particular areas of the pasture so that there is a retreat for the animals. In your case, I don't even want them that close together, okay? If If you can do... If you can do three trees in one place and go fifty yards over, you know, to the east and and have, and leave three more, that's probably as many. You can do that several times on this space. You'll have what you're looking for, which is a way for not only the trees to support the what's growing underneath them, but also for them to be able to shelter the creatures that you're going to put out there. It does sound funny, but it does work. And I think you're on the right track. Yes, I would sell the pine <laughs> myself, <laughs> especially okay. well, especially because I bet you have lo- well, I bet you have longleaf pine. I do, and, I have- the, and, it, and it's valuable yes. and it's beautiful. And I mean, obviously, you're going to leave some of it. The my story about longleaf pine is this: after the old timey Hurricane Camille back in the day. Um, I came. I went to the coast. I went to the coast with my mom the next morning to get our, her mother's sister, who was whose house was blown apart. And when we went down through Highway, what I know now is Highway 49. I don't remember what highway it was, but I know now it was that. the The trees that were bent backwards were the long leaves. The trees that were snapped were the short leaf pines. And the longleaf is the yep. native pine, and it's a magnificent tree. So I don't want you to get rid of all of them, but yes, they are valuable. And yes, that would make that would be the one that'd be where I'd start. If I only got ten percent hardwoods, I'm gonna thin them, but I'm not gonna get rid of m- much of that. Yes. Does okay. that make sense? Well, that's. The, I'm sorry. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I uh, now I have an authority to go to my wife, but she doesn't want me to cut all these trees down. But, <laughs> oh dear! Uh, oh dear! I, that's a lot of money, Miss Nelly. I can. I know it is. With that. I know it is, and and just a little at the time. Don't don't take away a lot, but but a few will help. A few will finance a whole lot of other things that y'all want to do. Yes. Well, thank you, Miss Nelly. I appreciate it. Tell her I said Happy New Year. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thanks, Jody. <laughs> See you later. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. I hate to be the arbiter of any of that. But I will tell you that a few a few changes can make big results in this kind of setting. Wait, so. Hey, you know, going out looking for pine straw for beds and such, and, and everybody wants longleaf pine. And, and most mm-hmm. of the guys are getting it uh, from Georgia now. And, you know, I mean, I can imagine if you have a – a staple of longleaf pine. You know, there'd be probably some folks around that love the pine straw too, uh, and then all you know, of that, all of it, and then the wood. And, you know, it's, it's just a beautiful tree. That's my my main thing. Is it's just it is a beautiful tree, but it's also one of the trees that is as we're clearing an area for this kind of gardening, this kind of farming. 
we have to understand that the, the pine has a whole lot of influence on the pH of the soil around it. So unless you're going to be growing blueberries, you know, you might, if you're trying to grow pasture, more pine is not the answer. So. It's funny you say that about blueberries because uh, I've noticed uh, people that know what they're doing seemingly uh, plant blueberries very close to pine trees. Mm-hmm. I didn't know why, but natural. it's the pH. Well, they're natural allies. Natural allies. Mm-hmm. That's why when you go to some of the gardens, um, for instance, that you might stroll through on a, a spring day, the pine trees generally have azaleas planted underneath them. They might have camellias. They probably have gardenias. All those things, even holly trees, are all acid-loving plants, and that's the environment that the pine tree is going to not only set up and maintain, but, but create in its, in its uh, area. So all that makes a lot of sense to go together. Not so great for pasture. <laughs> On the other hand, it makes a perfect um, it makes a perfect place for the wildlife. In, in this case, the herd animals to give themselves a place to be. We're not going to have to worry about this much here, but uh, I had no idea how little research that I have ever read from the University of Eastern Finland until this came across my desk. And I really don't, I I mean, I know they're big and active, but I've just never, never had any reason to listen to them. Atmospheric Environment 10 is the number, the, the name of their journal, where they're publishing this auxiliary heater particulate emissions. Now, one of the things that they did, they did not win the Global um, Environmental Prize, but one of the cool things that was up for that was a process that captures the carbon smoke and stuff coming out of polluted areas and turns it into, the converts it through science, scientific processes into an ethanol base, which in other words gives it the opportunity to be reused, captured, sequestered, and then reused. Those are that's like the trifecta of perfection for environmental disasters like smokestack pollution, okay? But there are little ones, too. And everybody in Finland apparently has one of those things that you hit the button and your car warms up. I can see why, having seen the weather in Finland a few times. But that preheating actually produces as much particulate emission as driving from here to there, you know, for a good, a good distance. The University of Eastern Finland and Tampere University got out here and measured all this stuff. And they're trying to balance the extra particulates versus the longer life of the car. Because if you preheat it, the car lasts longer. They do know that from other ones, particularly true of diesel-operated heaters, though they are very pollutive. And it's it's interesting it's interesting enough um, to think about having to do that, as people do in a lot of places in the United States as well, but to understand that in order to address the environmental changes in their own country, they're having to look at probably one of the most handy things that has ever been in their world. Well, that is to say, the ability to hit a button and preheat your car. Think about it. Ugh, I get cold. Having, having to consider even needing to do that. <laughs> ah, yes. I have the bells. I have the oranges in the toe of the stocking. And a little bit of Booker T. Stick around now. This is Weekend Gardening.
just in. Beginning November 20th, 2022, Mississippi Lottery players may win 5 to 250 times their wager by picking one number from a field of 15 in a new game named Cash Pop. Players pick numbers, call pots. In fact, players can choose one or all 15 numbers. Have these people lost their minds? Cash Pop prize amounts are randomly assigned and appear on tickets just below each pop. It's kind of neat. Cash Pop is fun, easy, and draws twice daily. Seriously? In other Mississippi Lottery news, have fun, y'all. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. What's the best product I bought this year? Oh, that's easy. Salon Paz Pain Relieving Patches. The proven medicines in Salon Paz Patches reduce my pain and let me do the things I need to do every day. In a recent clinical study, patients using Salon Paz reported improved sleep, mood, and the ability to work. They had less pain and were able to reduce their use of oral pain medications. For pain, I use Salon Paz. It's good medicine. He sent me to... Garden Mama here. Lakeland Yard and Garden Center has everything to make your home cozy and festive this holiday season. Fresh cut Fraser fir Christmas trees, poinsettias, Christmas cactus, fresh live greenery, even orchids and pansies. Lakeland also carries collectible gift items and ornaments from Radco, Buyer's Choice, Carolers, and Old World Christmas. Custom bows, gift wrapping, and gift cards are available. Stop by Lakeland Yard and Garden today for festive decor and more. Grow ho-hoing your way at Lakeland Drive and Airport Road. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Ream Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> The new degree of comfort. Sure, we have 30 seconds to tell you that drivers who switch to Progressive could save big. But then what? Well, radio has been called theater of the mind. So let's tell a story with sound effects. <laughs> wow, it's like I was in the story. Almost makes me forget this was supposed to be about saving big with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. On the battlefield, there's a saying America's military men and women live by. Never leave a fallen warrior behind. Ever. Off the battlefield, Wounded Warrior Project operates with the same goal. Wounded Warrior Project was created to help our men and women returning home with the scars of war, whether those scars are physical or mental. Wounded Warrior Project. We never leave a fallen warrior behind. Ever. 
Learn more about what we do at WoundedWarriorProject.org. very very much Mr. Feliciano what a great song now I realize that there's other versions of it I realize that Freddie Fender did a great one um, there's also several there's several different women who have, have done this particular song um, particularly beautifully well but um, I, I have to go back to Jose Feliciano I think that might be because it's the first one that I ever heard and at the time I was in the midst of an immersion Spanish class, so it actually helped <laughs> to recognize what we were trying to learn. Oh my goodness! Have you ever done that? Have you learned? Have you tried to work on a language by just speaking that language? You pretty quickly figure out how to find food and where the bathroom is, and if you know those words, and then you you know you can get the conversation can flow eventually, but it, it's difficult. This is one that I, I'm particularly fond of today. Have you had? Have you gone out to check on things in the garden? Have you gone out and been surprised this week? I hope you have. I'm surprised by the fact that my Tabasco peppers still have peppers on them. I would have thought they'd all. There's just a little bitty yellow. They're not going to ripen, but they all stayed on. I thought that surely they would be knocked off in the cold weather, but they have not. I think I'm going to pick them. Because they will be spicy, they won't be hot, but they will have a certain level of spice in them that'll probably be nifty in a soup or something. I also found out this week, I knew this, but I didn't remember it, and somebody said to me, what is pak choy? P-A-K-C-H-O-I. And I went, well, I'm growing some, um, but you might be calling it bok choy. They're the same plant. Bok choy is just the... Americanization of pak choy, which is the actual name of this particular vegetable, but it's also called Chinese celery cabbage for some reason. And I remember seeing it. I thought it was two different plants. I remember seeing it in, a, in an Asian produce market, in, in, you know, where it was primarily um, those the kinds of like like fresh ginger and 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 fresh um, lemongrass and things that. Back in the day, we associated with only with Asian cooking. Now we recognize that it's something you can you can put it in anything you want. But we didn't think of it that way then. We thought it was restrictive. It, it's not. But the bok choy was in a bin, and they were little, they're about four inches long. And right next to it were these gigantic versions of the same plant. I thought they looked the same, but I didn't know they were the same because that one was sold as Chinese celery cabbage. So I think maybe when they get too big to be cute and bok choy or pak choy, then that's when we end up calling them the other name. Um, it's, it's interesting how we do that with food, isn't it? If you think about it, the, the baby carrots that you buy now are actually just parts of the carrots that were not perfect. Okay? It's not a variety. 
I'm sorry to break your bubble, but now on the other hand, miniature corn is a different variety. <laughs> so plants are so fun. Oh my goodness. Yep. There's a good one, John. I like it. Some more Tabasco peppers. They're, Tabasco peppers are not as hardy as we want them to be, but they're hardier than you think sometimes. How about that? How about a plastic that can conduct electricity like a metal does? Mm-hmm. Scientists have discovered from the University of Chicago, they've done research that actually the molecule fragments are jumbled and disordered all right, which is how we how we think about plastic, but the conduct they still conduct electricity very very well. Goes against all the rules. Conductivity is supposed to be greater where there is less Im- impedance to it, where there's less in its way. Okay, but in fact, in this case, what they found was it can be made like a plastic with its molecules all kind of tumbled and jumbled but it will conduct electricity more like a metal does publishing in nature um, there there it's it's uh, I like this image because things that are unusual you know from time to time I'll tell you something and I'll say this is one of the ones that keeps the engineers up at night because they they want to know why this happened or how it worked and those are the things that are really interesting to us but if you're a scientist you don't expect a car to drive at full speed on water, okay, because of the things in the way. <laughs> the, wa- the water's in the way of the progress. And in this case, it's the same thing. Conductivity is the car, and this material is the water. So it shouldn't go along with it, but it does. Really fun stuff. There's, uh, I also like it when scientists are willing to print something that says, we don't exactly know why, <laughs> but, but we found it, and now we're going to do that famous, more research is needed, uh, is the summary to all of that. The engineers have been busy. They're, uh, I, I'm engineering something at my house. See, there's another one where we've turned a noun for the engineer, the person who does something, into the engineering of the thing. Um, I'm engineering the cloches for my salad table. Re, I should say I am re-engineering because the cat sat on the first one and broke it. But anyway, that's another story for another day. But this whole notion that engineers solve problems and engineers are the the people who are fascinated by, in the first place, maybe taking the clock apart, but they're the ones that put it back together. All right. We've all taken the clock apart, but if you lean towards being an engineer, you want to see how it goes back together, too. New South Wales, University of New South Wales, um, that's, of course, in Sydney, has developed a way to measure neural activity using light instead of electricity. Now, this is a whole new way of looking at medical technologies. We have been we, we we've been fortunate enough to watch the development of nerve operated prosthetics, for example, and that's very very exciting. But if we can do it to a better way in a better way, in other words, using light rather than actual electricity, it's going to have a better and more sustainable future for the person who's using the prosthetic. So this is really delightful. I, I love the word optrodes. This is a <clears throat> performance as well as conventional electrodes, but it, it really does um, make it easier. The process is simpler 
using light. And we don't have um, the, the mismatches uh, of electricity versus reception. We, it's a much more seamless process. So I think that's very exciting. They Obviously, they want to show that they can use these as a way of improving this and so many other things. But in, what I think of it immediately is a prosthetics change, because it would be so huge, such a gigantic change. Another big change, I'm telling you, if you don't, if we're not already having um, plenty of things reported to us, the end of the year is just a bonanza for the work that has been going on worldwide. But, you know, I do tend to focus on things that are done in, in the United States or at least the Western Hemisphere most of the time because we're we're closer to it and things like this. The Massachusetts Institute of Technology there, a year does not go by that something doesn't come out of there that is phenomenal and different and, in many cases, groundbreaking. In this case, for all y'all who are can't cannot wait for the next James Cameron World of Water Blue Avatar business, okay, all that stuff, I, I'm, I'm not making fun of it. I'm just, it's not my thing. It's great. Y'all go ahead. But this is what's really exciting about it. Now, the other thing that's exciting is that for me is that he made so much money on the first one that he's able to go deeper into the ocean than anybody's ever gone. And now this particular work at MIT is kind of piggybacking on some of those advances because we are looking at some of the 95% of the Earth's oceans that have never been observed with a battery-free, wireless, underwater camera. Now, come on. <laughs> that's, that, that's just really the, the mother load of science to me. Battery-free, wireless, underwater camera. This is just wonderful. It's a very expensive thing to photograph underwater. And you got, now that we don't have to do all of this and that the power source is, is battery-free, publishing in Nature Communications, they're letting us know that this is going to change everything. The camera could work for weeks on end um, before you go to retrieve it. So, in other words, we can have more remote observances. So now we have to just wait and see how the um, how the, the creatures themselves react. Because you know, when you put a camera somewhere, the creatures in that area, whether it's the chimpanzees or whether it's you and me, we all go look at the camera. And I feel confident that we will have some of the most magnificent pictures that we could never have seen before. You know, there are there are many creatures who live below a certain depth that we have never seen. We know that they're there, but we've only seen them briefly, if at all. And at the same time, they haven't seen us because they don't use they don't need to use eyesight to to move about to for locomotion or for their life. So it's going to be an interesting it's going to be an interesting thing to put a camera there. It's going to uh, bother them, probably. <laughs> John. Oh, John. These are the happiest dogs in the world. <laughs> oh, my goodness. She needs a crown. Come on. That's <laughs> great. Thank you for sending that. We all need a giggle. We all need a giggle. The one of the questions has all for us has always been, what do I do if it's going to get cold? What do I do if it's going to do this or that? What about my camellias? What about the flowers? Do I cover them up? The the good news is 
that you don't have to cover up things like camellias unless it's an actual ice storm and you can't cut the flower at that moment. But the bad news is that a week of really warm temperatures, as is forecasted in Zone 8, and a little bit warmer in Zone 7, and a whole lot warmer in Zone 9, which are the main zones where this program is is heard and and the, the work that we do, there's a lot of things that are going to sprout. I'm looking for my red quince, my orange quince, to start popping out. With a week of warm weather, if you have already got tulips in the ground that are, you know, have been there for maybe a month, if you ordered pre-chilled tulips, they're going to be unchilled. <laughs> they're going to be popping up. So just prepare yourself. Now, some of the things won't matter. You'll just get your tulips a lot earlier than you expected, and the stems may be a little bit short. But some of the other things can come up and start trying to grow and then actually be devastated if we end up having a very, very cold Christmas, for example. The weather, the long-range weather forecast does not indicate that. No. So it's, it's, <laughs> no. it's, it's looking – I don't think we've already had winter. I think winter is going to come in late January, February, the way that it generally does, whether it gets cold in the fall or not. But just be aware that this may be the best gardening week for those things like digging up the plants from Aunt Maud's and bringing them to your house or digging up your plants and taking them to Aunt Maud's and planting them. You know, any, either way, Aunt Maud may want some new stuff. But either way you're doing it, this may be the best of the weeks. What, what, this time of year, obviously, the wild onion starts popping up, you know, within the last few weeks, I oh, guess. Oh, I planted daffodils this week, and i got to tell you, me and those onions are <laughs> not happy. Mine are actually the false ones, but which would I, I would harvest if they were edible, but mm-hmm. these are not. How, how do you know if they're edible? That was my question. Smell them. Smell. Mm-hmm. If, they're, if they're extremely onion pungent, mm-hmm. are they going to be the edible type? Mm-hmm. Okay. The other ones are just false allium to break your heart. <laughs> I know that the I have seen the garden centers um, still have pansies, still have Johnny Jump Ups. If you're trying to do a gift for somebody and you want to, for example, you want to present a gift to your child's teacher, do do a little pot with some flowers in it. This is a perfect time of year to do that, and it's something that they will enjoy. You can give a bag of bulbs, but frankly. I was raised by teachers. I can tell you that the bag of bulbs may or may not get planted because they're really, really busy. When they aren't teaching, they're doing everything that they would have been doing had they not been teaching. So they may be painting the bathroom or something or, you know, driving to visit relatives. But if you give them a flower pot, maybe your child has painted on the flower pot and you plant some pansies in it, some Johnny Jump Ups, um, some other small, you know, calendula, some other little annual flower, that will always be remembered and the container will get reused. So think about that. Um, they're, they're, those are all things that are going on. I noticed one of my farmer friends is planting snapdragons this week, moving the, the tiny, tiny seedlings into slightly larger pots and then setting those out into the beds. That's also going on now because these are all things that we appreciate as overwintering annuals. Um, and by the way, I am so deep into walnuts right now that I don't. I feel like Dr. John and his mixed nuts are just here just for me. More recipes to come and lots of gardening. Stick around. This is Weekend Gardening. No slacking. Yo, case I'm cracking. Damn milk and cookies ain't caught you yet. Got a little something special about the TV set. Good news. Hey, Santa. Cashews and pecans Hooray, Hosanna 
Santa can't resist those mixed nuts. Chickpeas, chickpeas, chestnuts, Chinese pine nuts, peanuts, and pistachios. Sports is about overcoming obstacles. This is Ernie Johnson Jr. And those are the stories I love to tell in the broadcast booth. But the courage of college athletes is more than matched by another group of young men. The boys fighting Duchenne muscular dystrophy. It's the most prolific genetic killer diagnosed in childhood. And there's no cure. But college football coaches are doing something about it. And you can help. It's called Coach to Cure MD. Text the word CURE to 501501 to donate $25 on your next mobile phone bill or go online at coachtocuremd.org. Text the word CURE to 501-501 today. Help college football coaches cure MD. You'll be proud you did. Brought to you by the American Football Coaches Association. I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. Each week, I meet with three people who graduated from our addiction recovery program. These graduates are now gainfully employed and are taking online college courses. Three people who used to be in prison or on drugs, and now they're going to college. How cool is that? One of the reasons God put you on this earth is to make a difference in someone else's life. You can be a part of that at Gateway Rescue Mission. Check us out at gatewaymission.org. People say money talks, but it's us nickels, dimes, and quarters that have big news. Because small change is changing savings with Cash Stash Savings from the Citizens Bank. Every time you swipe your debit card, we round up to the next dollar, and the difference goes into your Cash Stash account. If you meet the requirements, we even match your roundup savings by 10%. Money talks, but it's your change that's saying cha-ching. The Citizens Bank. Member FDIC. Having any electrical problems? LaValle Electrical Services. We install new switches, breakers, relays, and Kohler generators. LaValle Electrical Services. We handle new lighting fixtures, ceiling fans, electrical outlets, and LED lights. LaValle Electrical Services. 601-228-9969. 601-228-9969. That's 601-228-9969 or online at LaValleServices.com. That's LaValleServices.com. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. What's your least favorite season? Now, if you're like me, it's cold and flu season. So get relief from it this year with Mucinex DM. With cough and chest congestion relief for 12 hours in just one dose, that's three times longer than four-hour products. Mucinex DM makes any season comeback season, even cold and flu season. Get three times the relief in just one dose with Mucinex DM. It couldn't be simpler. Nothing lasts longer among over-the-counter cough and cold remedies. Mucinex DM provides 12 hours of relief for chest congestion and cough, day or night. Uses directed. Speaking to all men, 
If you're a stickler about your ride or your car looking just right, then why don't you take better care of yourself? Man Up MD is a concierge medical clinic, tailor-made for men of all ages. We offer convenient same-day appointments with personalized primary care and treatment plans designed for you to reclaim your energy and performance. Man Up MD can have you tuned up and ready for rocking down the highway. Check us out online at menshealthms.com. you're going today i want to thank you for putting weekend gardening in your ear i really appreciate whether you're listening live with me this morning whether you are on the rebroadcast whether you grab the podcast or maybe even download the whole business and put a couple of hours of me in your ear from on demand at supertalk.fm i greatly appreciate it so so much um just a note the flower growers cut flower growers training will be starting up in january we've put that to the new year and that's i think that's very important we will start tulip tuesdays again in january the newsletter garthings garden mama weekly begins in january and if you've not already either resubscribed or subscribed today's a great day to do that you'll make me very happy and you'll make yourself happy too because you'll get lots of stuff from me if you go to patreon.com slash garden mama you can do that there or you can send me an email mama on air at yahoo.com rhett's on the the text line in ridgeland and says what to do with the banana plants it's the first time he's put them in the ground they're probably halfway down by now I prefer to go ahead and saw them off just a little bit above ground level and mulch over them before they completely freeze because they're just so hard to deal with when they've completely frozen and collapsed so anytime you feel like it if it, it you might want to wait until the next cool snap but they will continue to try to grow. And if you cut them today, you'll see the centers will start pulling out on the warm days that Ridgeland is going to have in the next couple of days here. Let's see. J.R. in Greenwood. Welcome in. Thank you for calling today. What's going on? Uh, well, I just need to say, my peach tree at, at, at the end of the season started just oozing sap out of the limbs and the uh trunk and all mm. and i know if one knows anything i can do about it or what's it gonna do to the tree or whatever well usually sap coming out at the end of the season is not a good thing has it stopped i i guess it has okay well the only thing that i would do now is to be prepared to prune it in january and when you prune in january just like you would ordinarily do Go ahead and plan to spray with one of the horticultural oils, because if we can stop this process, we're going to do it both with a, an oil spray in the winter and then the traditional sprays that go on in the spring and summer as the peaches are growing. Those are partly intended to prevent the damage from the insects that cause the oozing. Now, if there's a different cause of the oozing, and late summer is an unusual time for peach trees to do that, none of this is necessarily going to work, but you'll be able to tell whether it will. So I wouldn't do anything now. I would plan to prune as usual in January, and at that time, spray what, after you prune the tree, spray the, the branches as well as the trunk really well with the horticultural oil. Then as the season starts, you'll just go back to your regular process. But it, that's unusual. 
I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you, that's unusual. All right. Well, I, I appreciate you, it. Thank I hope you. you can get it back on track because I sure do love fresh peaches. Thank you, sir. Glad I to hear too. from you. <laughs> Glad uh, to hear from you. I did a... Uh, I did a, a peach cobbler with canned peaches the other day, and I thought, you know, this is okay, but mm, fresh peaches are just that much better. Just that much better. Rhett's going to go grab some mulch. I think that'll be a good thing to do on a day like today. To rake or not to rake, my friends, that is the question. I have uh, I have two broken rakes, as a matter of fact, because I've been raking so much, but they were pretty old. One got fixed. The other one, I think, is going to have to get replaced. But the the question is always, how much can I leave on the lawn? How much can I leave in the beds? When I, if I'm, as I am doing, if you're going to be replenishing a bed, can you leave the leaves in it? And yes, you, the answer to that is yes. But anytime you get a layer of dropped leaves, fallen leaves, even if they're small pin oak leaves, you know, little bitty leaves, if you get them deeper than an inch, the soil underneath is compromised. It's not going to get the, the water that you were hoping that the rain would deliver to it. So make sure when you're working on these things that you just go out and poke around a little bit. You may say, okay, that looks great. It's just a light dusting of leaves. But if it's a little more than a light dusting of leaves, go ahead and poke around and make sure that there is some moisture in the soil below. I was planting the daffodils this week, and most of the bed was just excellent. But I did get to one place where it was just a little bit, you know, on the drier side than I wanted to. And sure enough, it was right underneath where the Vitex tree had dropped just about all of its leaves. <laughs> said, yeah, that's what will happen. I need to remember to tell them that. Very, very true. Oh, that's nice. See, um, past Christian's also got the the healthy onions that looks like mine and and I, that's you got chickweed growing in yours and so do I now chickweed of course is one of those things that is prized by people who don't have it everywhere but it it is coming up this is earlier than I've ever had chickweed in the my Jackson garden so I don't know what that means for later but my goodness the onions are already up too out in my front and the false onions are already up in in the out in the front bed that's that's very early they're all going to grow very well this coming week too so better get out there and get to it if you don't want them <laughs> you don't want them you're going to have to do something about it you know what one of the biggest problems has been and I'm happy to bring you a, at least a part of a solution if you need something to talk about um, tonight at dinner go halide peroscovites that's a wonderful term isn't it it, those, that's what we're making stable solar panels out of. But the conundrum has been that the panels were stronger than their solvent, than, you know, than, than what held them together or what allowed you to take them apart either way. So what we're working on are solvent tests. And Rice University, right over there in Houston, has done a brilliant bit of taking the last roadblock out. Now, peroscovites are crystals with cube-like lattices. They are very efficient light harvesters, but they're stressed. And trying to make them more practical has always been an issue. And Rice University may have unlocked that particular problem. They certainly are farther ahead than anybody else has been in this particular bit of work, which I'm very excited about. There's so many bits and pieces of this kind of solve a problem, find a way to do something, get another look at stuff. 
I encourage you to do these things in your own garden. Give yourself the opportunity to say, well, I can solve this problem. I'll do this or I'll do that. And then get in touch with me and let me talk about it with you and let me hopefully spread it on to lots and lots of other folks if you'll allow that to be done. I've had a few conversations with people that they found out later were protected by patents, but most of the time gardeners are real generous and just want us to always enjoy one another's advances and really help make those things work even better the next time. This is the point in the year where there are parades and there are people baking and Things happening that don't happen all the time. Be careful, please. Go and see all the Christmas lights and enjoy them. And go and, and frankly, just bask in, in what your neighbors are able to do. <laughs> because, quite frankly, my neighbors have a lit-up peacock in their front yard, and I think that's kind of fun. <laughs> I went out last night just to go look at it. Didn't have to go far. Just had to walk down the block. But why not? You know, if you want to, if you want to do something, by all means, um, give yourself the opportunity to light it up and enjoy it. Because this is the time of year when we make a bigger impression on anybody than we might imagine, with our attitude as well as with what we do. John, that is a magnificent picture. Beautiful, beautiful winter color on the Tallahatchie. I'm going to hold that one in my heart all day today. So much is being done now. I hope that you are getting ready for a big holiday time you know we really don't slow down we just keep on growing by the way my friends it is time now for me to say come back again next week because we're going to do some more of this this is weekend gardening and you need to be with me we're going to grow ho ho Weekend Gardening with the Garden Mama is a production of TeleSouth Communication. This is Jake Mangum, player for the New York Mets organization and former Mississippi State Bulldog. Mississippi is my home. I've been all over the state and seen just about all there is to see. As a native, joining Farm Bureau is a no-brainer. They're there when I need them, with competitive rates and exceptional customer service. If you aren't already on the team, it's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. This is Ernie Johnson Jr. Sports is about overcoming obstacles. And college coaches work hard to help young men overcome Duchenne muscular dystrophy. It's called Coach to Cure MD and you can help. Text the word CURE to 501-501 to donate $25 on your next mobile phone bill. Or go online to coachtocuremd.org. Text the word CURE to 501-501. Help coaches cure MD. Brought to you by the American Football Coaches Association. Longevity means something when you do business. And since 1871, the family atmosphere has been the cornerstone at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Stop in to shop the huge selection of Deer Camp specials to get you ready for that big buck. Are you ready to move that project to the front burner? Gaddis McLaurin has the lumber you need to make that fall project come into focus. And Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile is ready to help you get that fall garden in tip-top shape. Family is in the name at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. We'll see you soon. 
What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, who, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again! If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.